The Never Before Project presents the Lethal Faith Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael B. Nye and Blake Harris. This podcast is for students, parents, and church leaders who are interested in keeping their faith strong. Visit us online at neverbefore.tv or on Facebook at The Never Before Project. Let's get into the podcast. Hello, Lethal Faith family. This is Dr. Michael Knight. I've got my sidekick here, uh, Blake Harris and DJ. We are going to talk about one of the most important questions that needs to be answered by the church today. If there is a God and he is a good God, why doesn't he do something about evil? And as a matter of fact, Blake, we're going to spend the next three weeks talking about it. Yeah, this is a... Is really a, a very vast um, issue or question. It's you know one of the main reasons uh, people leave the church is they think that well if God is is all these things and why in the world does He cause all this evil or how could why doesn't He defeat you? And uh, it's a question that's been brought up to me before just. And with my coworkers or friends, and and it's sometimes it's even questions we have in our own lives. You know, I know for me personally, uh, this is a question. Like just this week, I had to, I had to wrestle with. Uh, my daughter was diagnosed with autism uh, just the other day, and I was, you know, I, I began to just look at my own life. You know, uh, I thought of the story of the disciples when they're walking with Jesus, and they come across. Uh, the man, I believe he was blind. And they said, well, whose sin caused this? You know, and, and that was like my own question was like, man, did my own sin cause this? And, and so you have to wrestle with these questions, even in our own lives. And because uh, I think ultimately when it comes to evil and suffering, I think ultimately the question we're really asking is where is God in our suffering? No, that's true. The argument for this subject actually goes like this. If God is all good, he would defeat evil. If God is all powerful, then he could defeat evil. But evil is not defeated, therefore there is no God. Now, if God is so good, and you hear the church talk about it, you hear the your cliches, oh, God is good all the time. Have you seen the world lately? Yeah. Did you watch them storm the Capitol this week? Um if he's so powerful, then why doesn't he intervene? And if he can do anything, then why doesn't he do anything? And so I think it's really important as we begin for people to really realize that everyone from Sigmund Freud to Charles Darwin to Hume to Nietzsche to Voltaire, many, all of them were children of the church. Um, and then many of our friends and family and, and many within uh, that are adolescents today the number one reason that they reject Christianity outside of biblical authority is that if God is so good, why is there so much suffering? Why is there so much evil? I mean, I've never seen the evil and the suffering and the, the pain that's going on uh, right now. And I see the church under attack. I see a yeah. lot of Christian people going through spiritual warfare. So with that being said, let's ask, uh, ask a question, Blake. What is evil? Now, biblically speaking, evil is contrary to the holy character of God because God claims not to be wicked. He claims not, like what you just referred to, to cause harm to someone. He claims never to deceive, and God claims that his intentions are never malicious. That's true. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we can kind of... Uh, 
end an argument or, or debate with just this question, what is evil? Because obviously if there's evil, then there must be a, a measure of good. What do we measure uh, good off of that we then consider things that are evil? And so I, I think these are some of the things that we have to wrestle with and, and, and try to figure out. But there are uh, three different basic responses to these questions, uh, pantheism, atheism, and theism. And so let's just start with the first one, pantheism. What's, what's pantheism, Michael? Pantheism is the belief system that says God is real, but evil is not. Then you've got atheism that says, well, evil is real, but God is not, good is not. And then you've got theism that says there's good and evil in the world. So when you look at pantheism, pantheism answer to evil is that suffering is just an illusion. Well, the problem is when my brother died in a car wreck, the pain that I felt didn't seem like an illusion to me. When I hit my hand with a hammer the other day, yeah. it didn't feel like an illusion to me. That's right. So, and here's the other thing. If it's if pantheism is true and it is an actual answer to evil, the evil really doesn't exist, then why does everyone have the same illusion? And why is the illusion so persistent? You know, that's a... Uh... That's really great because, you know, pantheism, it, it, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of the uh, psychologist who, who did this. Who, uh, I want to say it was Freud, but basically, if you don't see it here, or then, then it doesn't truly exist. You know, and that's kind of what pantheism is saying is that, well, it's just this grandeur of, of magic, so to speak, and, and that it, it's never actually there. And so to me, that that's just a, a cop out. Well, it's an illusion. It, it, it's, it's not even really there. And so, yeah, I wish pantheism was true. I wish evil was just an illusion and that I could take my mind and overcome it. Like <laughs> That'd that. be real easy, you know? Yeah. Well, you look at atheism, the problem with this belief system, and you mentioned it in the introduction, but there is no God, but there is evil. That's one of the craziest statements that I've ever heard of in my life. We can only know something is evil, which means it's not good, if we know what is good. There's no way That's to right. measure evil and to know evil is evil unless you know something is good. So we can't know something is unjust unless we know something is just. Yep. But there, and, and on top of that, every, everyone's got a moral law in their, in their heart. And they, they, they feel a leading to uh, abide by that moral law. I can take you to Lesotho. I can take you to Japan, uh, China, the Philippines, Myanmar. I can take you to America and take you to New Mexico and take you all these places I've been preaching the gospel. And I don't care where it's at or what religious belief system is there. They all will tell you that if I go and I, God forbid, commit adultery with their wife, they'll say, that's wrong. That's right. Or if I kill someone, they'll go, that's wrong. Well, how do you know what's wrong if you don't know what's right? That's right. And, you know, I think to me, this is ultimately where it begins and ends is the moral law. And how do we know just intuitively that, you know, murder is wrong and adultery is wrong. So theft is wrong. How do we just ultimately know those things? And we're not even really taught those things, so to speak, it, you know, e even if you're a child, you know, like my children are small, but like if my son does something and he knows he's not supposed to, he knows even before I ever get onto him about, Hey, you wasn't supposed to do that. He, you know, he has this, this look of guilt, 
you know, yeah. you know, and he's like, and I'm like, what'd you do? Now that's you know? interesting because animals don't have that. Yeah. And my dog, I used to have an English bulldog. Okay. He would eat the goose because we lived in front of a big, huge lake. He'd go over there and eat a goose. I mean, with those Canadian geese would fly in, he'd go eat one. There's no no remorse in that dog whatsoever. It just looks like, what are you looking at? You That's know, right. I got feathers all over me. But if I killed a human being, there'd be great remorse. As a matter of fact, there was a man in this area that killed someone brutally mm -hmm. uh, that worked for my dad while he was doing it. And my dad told me that the day he came in to work, he was just beside himself. I mean, he just, wow. it just, just he, he was not normal. And, and so the very fact that we have a moral law in us demanding that we ought to be just leads us back to the fact that there must be a moral law giver. Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree because I, I had this conversation with someone someone at work, uh, I don't know, a couple months back. And I was and this is the road I was kind of leading down and, and he just flat out refused to even answer me. And I was like, where did you get the moral laws that you have intentionally in you? He was like, well, that's culturally. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, no, if it's, it's not no, culturally. That's right. And he I hadn't said, been out of Madison. Yeah, that's right. I said, well, if it's culturally, then I said, then the Nazis uh, were justified in what they did. And he was like, well, well, that Ooh, was that's wrong. A good one. You know, and, and uh, he, and I said, I said, so you, you can't justify that. I said, I said, what about, uh, you know, over in Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, where, where they marry children, you know, and, and they're grown adults. And he was like, well, that's wrong, too. And I was like, so then it obviously can't be a cultural thing then. So I said, where do you get your intuitive moral laws from? And he just flat out refused to answer. Because he, he didn't have an answer. That's right. Yeah. You know, at the bottom line, atheism a man doesn't call a line crooked unless he has some idea of what a straight line looks like. Yeah. It's one of my favorite apologetical sentences right mm -hmm. there. When you say there's too much evil in this world, you're assuming that there's good in the world. And when you assume there's good, you assume that there is a moral law on the basis in which you differentiate between good and evil. But if you assume a moral law, you must assume a moral lawgiver. Yes. Leads us right back to God. That's right. And so their argument falls in on, them, on themselves. I wholeheartedly agree with you. All right. Then we got theism. Theism, you know, I think it's safe to say that most people believe that there's good and evil. I mean, it's obvious there's good and evil. Uh, God exists and evil exists. Any comments you want to make about theism before we move on? You know, I don't think that that's it. It just needs to stay basic as that is. You know, is that we all understand God that good exists, evil exists, and, and for the most part, everybody is on the same page with that. And I think the real question then becomes: Where does evil come from? Did God create evil? You know, uh, because God, you know, as far as Christians stand, you know, we say, well, Lucifer is the one who basically brought uh, sin into the world. He is the um, the symbol, so to speak, of sin and of evil. But God created Lucifer. So did God create evil? There's a lot of people. I know one of my professors in my second doctorate actually believes that he did. I, I don't believe that. I can't believe that. My theology won't let me go there. But the argument for a lot of people is God is the author of everything, isn't he? So evil is something. Therefore, God is the author of evil. Yeah. I mean, I've even heard it said that, that Jesus committed suicide 
because he himself willingly went to the cross knowing that he would die. You know, kind of like uh, hmm. suicide by cop. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and and so, you know, you're like, well, you know, what what really happened? You know, did God willingly lay his life down knowing he would die? And so it, did he, in essence, uh, suicide himself? I mean, so yeah. it's like, it's like. And that's what you're, even the things you're saying. I mean, you say that and I go, oh, I never, I never saw it that way. Never thought about it that way. And that's what's happening to so many kids and so many pastors and mm -hmm. so many people in the, in the culture today is that there's just enough of truth to confuse you. That's right. The argument is if God is the author of everything, evil is something, therefore God is the author of evil. Mm -hmm. Therefore, every creature God made is perfect, yeah. but perfect creatures cannot do what is imperfect. So every creature God made cannot do what is imperfect. And, you know... <laughs> it kind of falls in on itself. That's right. It, it, so this uh, questions, this this debate among Christians and, and atheism and pantheism, it, it, the more you get into it, it's like the deeper it goes. You know, I know like me, just myself studying for this podcast, I was like, man, I can go on for days and days and days. I mean, weeks just studying this one subject and uh, because it, it'll lead you down so many holes. And if you're not careful, you might confuse your own self. You know, that's the truth. You know, couldn't have God created a world without evil? Could he? Yes. Yeah, and God knows everything. So God knew evil would occur when he created the world. So couldn't God create a world without evil? And And this is what I like to call these discussions. I like to call it, what if I told you there's more good news coming? What if what if Blake and I told you that Christmas and Easter was not the fulfillment of the entire gospel story, that it was the middle of the story? Yeah. They were powerful stories. The incarnation and the birth to death and the resurrection of Jesus. Those are powerful stories, but those are the middle of the stories because when you really look, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but when you really look at all the other religions, and all the other philosophical belief systems, Christianity is the only one that has an answer for evil. That's true. I mean, because like uh, you, you think about Buddhism, you know, they, they just think that if you ascend to this nirvana state, then all of a sudden anything bad you've ever done just kind of goes away, so to speak, and, and you continue to live life after life in this perpetual bliss, you know, while everything around you falls apart. That, that's, that's, that's asinine to me. Yeah, but, you know... <clears throat> Couldn't God create a world without evil? Because God knows everything. So God knew evil would occur when he created the world. So God, actually, Blake, had non-evil possibilities. So why didn't a good God, an all-powerful God, you know, do the things he could have done? He could have uh, not created anything. And he could have created a world without free creatures, made us love him. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I wish that one was... Uh, the well, case. Well, let me say this, is that if you create creatures who don't have a choice but to love God. It's not love. It, that's right. It's not love. See, I, I think, you know, like we, this is a, a trilemma, so to speak, to most people. You know, we say if God is so good, it, you know, then why is there evil? And all those other things. But it's really a quad limma for me. If God is those things, then he also me, must be all wise. Yeah. And, you know, and, and for me, the wisdom of God is kind of where this steps in and begins to take place. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 
a lot of people ask the questions that, you know, why didn't God take those other non-evil possibilities in the creation of human beings? He could have not created anything. He could have uh -huh. created a world without free creatures. He could have created free creatures that would not sin, or he could have created free creatures who would sin, but who would all be saved in the end, um, which is a very interesting subject a lot of evangelicals are dancing around with now. Um, and he could have created a world that did not include evil or hell. So if God is good and he's good all the time and God is not a God of evil, then why did he create a world where evil and hell would exist? So at the end of the day, why does God, you know, I, why does God ignore evil? Ignore evil? Mm -hmm. He doesn't, number one, <laughs> uh, because to me, if God ignored evil, he never would have given his son, number one. If God ignored evil, then he never would have sent Jesus to come and die on the cross. And for me, that's kind of where it begins and ends as far as that in particular. Um, so I think where... God doesn't ignore evil, but like I said in the earlier, I think the real questions we're asking is, where is God in my evil? Where is God in my suffering? You know? Yeah, well, those are good questions, and those are where we need to lead in this discussion. The, the argument of the uh, uh, formerly churched or atheist or agnostic is if God is good, then either God cannot abolish evil or he will not. And if he cannot, then he's not all powerful. And if he will not, then he's not all good. And so the argument falls in on this. It looks like the atheists and the agnostics at this point in this podcast, they have us because we say God is good. So if he is good, he is all powerful. Either God cannot abolish evil or he will not, which is even worse than not being able to. Or if he cannot, then he's not all powerful. And if he will not, then he isn't all good. That's right. So... You know, what do we respond to these questions? You know, how does a Christian say, okay, well, this is where we go. You know, this is the appropriate answer to our faith. This is, how do we answer these questions is really something we're, we're trying to grasp because it's like, they all say, ha ha, I got you, you know, um, but is it truly maybe that God is misunderstood in some of these things? Wow, that's a good you know, point. It, it, is it maybe we don't understand the power in which God uses to maybe create or sustain things? I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, when it comes to the subject of suffering and evil, God being all good, God being all power, and what the uh, critics of the church would say to our kids and our pastors and our families, if God is all powerful, if God is all good, he would destroy evil. If God is all powerful, he could destroy evil, but evil is not destroyed, therefore there is no God. They fail to understand what the proper Christian response to evil is. Yeah. They fail to understand what you just said. That's right, is that we have misunderstood the powerfulness of God. We have misunderstood the concept of doing away with evil. We have just misunderstood those things. I mean, just think about if we did away with evil, if we just did away with all suffering, all evil, what would that leave us? You know what? That day is coming and the Christian philosophy worldview is the only one that answers it. 
and we'll see you the next time. We want you to share. I want you to know we watch a neverbefore.tv to see um, comments. Would love for you to get on there and engage with us in a conversation about our podcast and what we're talking about. We'd love to hear from you. Why don't you close this out? Yeah. Hey, guys, just want to thank you for listening today. Uh, Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And as always, keep it lethal. Thanks for listening to the Lethal Faith Podcast, brought to you by the Never Before Project. To find out more about the Never Before Project or be a part of the discussion, visit our website at neverbefore.tv. You can also visit us on Facebook at the Never Before Project. Join us next week for another episode of Lethal Faith.